She was this gun-toting, whiskey-drinking broad. The super epic fucking broad. She was a pioneer in the industry. She's also so famous and so controversial. So controversial. So she's kind of a big fucking deal. Her story is so incredible. She belongs on this podcast because she's a broad you should know. Hello and welcome to Broads You Should Know, the podcast about amazing and noteworthy women from history. I am your host, Sarah Gorski, and today I am bringing you an absolutely badass Gen Z broad. That's right, she is a broad from today, here and now. Um, I admit to you guys, I am not as good as Chloe used to be at bringing in broads who are alive here and now, but they are just as important as all of the broads from the past that I usually cover. And in particular, Gen Z broads are absolutely slaying. And without exception, every single Gen Z broad that we have covered to date on this podcast, they all educate us on how we can be better advocates for our causes. In fact, I just want to take a a second here, take this opportunity to plug the Gen Z broads that we have covered already because we have a lot of new listeners on the pod lately and some of you might not have heard those episodes. So you really, first of all, have to hear Chloe's episode on Greta Thunberg, one of our earliest episodes on this podcast, actually. It's quite old now. Um, She is our favorite climate activist who not only continues to proverbially throat punch hypocritical politicians who aren't doing enough to curb climate change. But also, you might remember last year that she goaded alpha male pig Andrew Tate on Twitter and his ridiculous responses led him to being arrested on charges of sex trafficking and rape in Romania. It was an incredible, like Greta wasn't trying to do that and yet she did that just by being who she is. We also have an episode that I did on Malala. She is an advocate for the rights and education of girls and women in Pakistan and around the world. And if you don't remember her particular story, the short version is that she was literally shot in the face by the Taliban and survived. And now her advocacy has reached millions across the globe and she is an incredible broad. I also did an episode just last year on Olivia Juliana, the teenage activist who, uh, in Texas, she sparred on Twitter with Matt Gates, the alleged sex trafficker, uh, and he was trying to body shame her, but she flipped the script on him and she used the spotlight moment to raise millions for abortion rights. So she's another amazing broad. And then Chloe also did an episode covering Fama Mohammed, the teenager who advocates against FGM, female genital mutilation. She is in Britain and she is advocating for against FGM around the world and in Britain specifically. And I keep saying teenager. That's, of course, like not actually accurate anymore because all of these broads are now young women and their impact on the world has been absolutely astounding. And today's broad is no exception. So today I want to introduce you to Hannah Rawihiti Maipi Clark. She is at 21 years old, the youngest MP to be elected in New Zealand's parliament in 170 years. And she is also Maori. That is right. You may or may not know that the indigenous people of New Zealand are primarily Maori. In fact, Maori are a pretty substantial proportion of Kiwis, 
One source I read said that Maori currently make up 17% of New Zealand's entire population. That's pretty huge. So let me tell you a little bit more info about New Zealand that is relevant to this story, this broad story. Longtime listeners, you might remember Chloe's episode on another famous Kiwi, Jacinda Ardern. In 2017, she was elected Prime Minister of New Zealand. And under her tenure, which lasted until her resignation in 2023, her and her Labour Party made substantial improvements in the lives of Kiwis, including putting into law strict gun legislation and preventing COVID from escalating during the pandemic, specifically in New Zealand. She literally was one of the only leaders to successfully curb COVID in her country, and it's estimated that she saved over 80,000 lives due to her quick, concise pandemic response, which is pretty incredible. But our gal Jacinda resigned her position in 2023, and in the election, her party the Labour Party, which is essentially the dominant progressive party in New Zealand, uh, was booted out by the Nationalist Party, which, you guessed it, is the dominant conservative party in New Zealand. And the current new prime minister, Christopher Luxon, is a former businessman. Hmm. Why does that sound familiar? Oh, yeah, it's not too dissimilar from what happened here in the U.S. when you-know-who was elected. Though, based on my brief research, it would appear that Mr. Christopher, I'm going to call him Mr. Christopher because I kind of prefer diminutive nicknames for men on this podcast. Mr. Christopher was actually a very successful businessman and not a complete fraud like we had over here. Uh, but anyway, predictably... The Nationalist Party has done quite a bit to undo or attempt to undo the more progressive policies, not just of the previous administration in New Zealand, but the government as a whole over decades and centuries. And in particular, they recently have moved to overturn a quite frankly shocking amount of legislation which protects and supports the Maori people specifically. Mr. Christopher literally ran on a platform that included promises to repeal or review at least a dozen policies related to the Maori population, including the Te Tiriti o Waitangi, which is the Treaty of Waitangi, and that is a document that upholds Maori rights. It's 180 years old, this document, and he's trying to overturn it, or at least overturn parts of it. Mr. Christopher also promised to scrap the Maori Health Authority and remove a smoking ban, both of which were aimed at improving Maori health. And he wants to minimize the use of Maori language in public service and repeal legislation that relates to Maori children in state care. All of this bullshit in order to, quote, strengthen democracy. And... That is essentially what him and his Nationalist Party cronies have been doing over in New Zealand. And I should say, it's also not just indigenous rights. I'm focusing on that for this episode. Um, it's also anti-LGBTQ rhetoric, the whole shebang. So it's not actually too dissimilar from what we've been seeing right here in the U.S. of A. And also, not unlike what happened here, thousands of people have been taking to the streets in protest of all of these 
radical anti-indigenous, anti-LGBTQ moves the government's been making. Uh, the Te Pati Maori Party is the, the party that, the Maori party, basically. Um, and in an interview, the co-leader of the party, Debbie Nagarwea Packer, said that, quote, we will not accept being second-rate citizens and being relegated backward by this government. And lest any listeners are wondering, like, are things actually out of balance? And do Maori have too much representation and protection, like Mr. Christopher's party is saying? The answer is, hell fucking no. New Zealand has one of the least equal education systems in the whole developed world. And Maori children are five times more likely to be in state care. And 67% of female prisoners in New Zealand are Maori. So no, they don't suddenly have all of these rights and privileges that they shouldn't have. Uh, I am slightly embarrassed to say I had no idea that any of this was going on until I started doing all this research. And it could be that maybe I'm not reading enough international news, or maybe also it's not been publicized widely in the West. And I have a feeling it's a little bit of both since the white West has a terrible history of underplaying and not reporting indigenous issues. So that, my friends, is the context that you need to understand where our broad, Hana Rawahiti Maipi Clark, comes in. Uh, also, apologies uh, for my pronunciation. I am sure that I am not great at pronouncing these Maori words and names. So, <clears throat> despite the Nationalist Party winning the overall election in 2023, there was also a huge wave of legislators of Maori heritage that were elected. A record 33 representatives, which is 27% of New Zealand's parliament. And... 21-year-old Hana Rawiti Maipi Clark is one of them that was elected. Her party, Te Pati Maori, tripled its number of seats in parliament to six, which is 4.9% of the legislature. Now, Hana Rawiti actually comes from a long line of politicians and activists. Her great-great-grandfather, no, her great-great-great-grandfather, Wirimu Katane was the first Maori MP in 1872. And her grandfather, Taimi, ah, Taitimu Maipi, was a member of the Maori activist group Nga Tamatoa. And her great aunt, Hana Tehamara, is the Maori language activist who was responsible for delivering the Maori language petition to Parliament in 1972, leading to its passage, protecting essentially the Maori language. But Hana Rawahiti never had any intention of going into politics. That is, until all of this anti-Maori bullshit surfaced. She said that becoming an NP had definitely not been her plan, but the government, quote, kept tampering with things they shouldn't be touching. And that's why I left the Mara, that Maori word for garden, to come here. During her campaign, she faced a lot of bullshit that's very similar to what we have seen here in the U.S., including that her family home was vandalized by a man shouting racial slurs. 
And there can be no doubt that all this behavior has become much more pronounced since the Nationalist Party came into power. Um, there's this great article, was a primary source for this episode, that uh, Time Magazine actually interviewed her last summer. And they asked her how she felt Maori-specific legislation may fare under the leadership of the Nationalist Party. And she answered thus, quote, It's going to be very interesting, and I think we're in for a hell of a ride, because they're looking at taking us back 180 years with subjects like putting a referendum on the treaty from the coalition partners, ACT, who have a really racist rhetoric coming out of the party. So it is quite fearful for our people even if it was a Labor Party government or a National Party government, Maori have been in opposition for 180 years, so we can hold our line strong. But this political election was so nasty, so racist, and especially our Hwanao family and the LGBTQ community. So looking at the most vulnerable and minority demographics. It's been quite challenging for our people to digest. So even if they don't create legislative change, what's coming out of their mouths is very detrimental to a lot of the people in Aotearoa. Aotearoa is the Maori word for New Zealand. Quote, when it was hanging on a string just on the last thread, we still survived seven generations with suppression towards our people. We will always look after ourselves and everything surrounding us. So we will always look after others as well. End quote. In the election, Hana Rawaiti ran against a longtime incumbent, Nanaya Mahuta, who had held that seat since its formation in 2008, and she had been MP since 1996. So Hana Rawaiti overturning this election actually was a little bit of an upset to this old school broad who had been in that seat. And when she won the election last November, Hana Rawaiti became the youngest MP in New Zealand in 170 years. There was apparently one guy 170 years ago named James Stuart Wortley. He was elected in 1853 and he was only 20 years old and seven months so slightly younger than 21 years old. <clears throat> On December 12th, Hana Rawaiti made her first address to Parliament. And she's wearing a white suit with her red blouse and her long, gorgeous, dark brown hair worn down. And she stands up. And the first thing that she does is to deliver the Maori haka a Maori war cry. And this war cry, this video, is actually how I found out about her. The video has gone viral since, and I'm gonna play it for you right now. And for those of you listening that are outside of YouTube, what you can't see um, is all the other Maori in the room who join in with her too. So let me play this video for you. Uh, Tenara tato itifari. Kangao ki mokau, kangao ki tamaki, karu te fenua kamate te marama kata kanga fetu iterangi kara waikato iterua au au aueha.
that is the end of the war cry part of her video. Uh, and then she gives, she goes on to give this incredible speech. Uh, large parts of the speech are delivered in the indigenous tongue of Reo Maori and Teo Reo Maori, rather. And she's very concise and she's very direct and she's so passionate. And she also gets emotional as she talks about this historic moment of Maori youth entering the leadership ring. And she talks about all of the crimes against the Maori. And you can watch the whole speech. I am posting it on our website, broadsyoushouldknow.com. And when you watch the video, you're not only going to witness this epic historic moment, but you're also going to see the other Maori leaders behind her as she talks. And you'll see some of them are like wiping away their own tears. They're really subtle, but they're, they're, they are wiping away their tears. And let's be honest, um, I was crying too when I watched it. It's so powerful and so beautiful. Um, I am going to bring you a few highlights from her speech. So a couple of quotes. Quote, we have arrived. We are here. We are sailing. We are navigating just like our ancestors once did in the biggest ocean in the world. I'm in only a couple weeks. This government has attacked my whole world. Health, Taio, environment, Wai, water, Huenua, land, natural resources, Maori wards, Reo, language, Tamariki, and the right of me and you to be in this country under Ti Tiriti. How can I not take anything personally when it feels like these policies were made about me? Every time you hear my voice, it will echo of my ancestors. Every time you look me in the eyes, you will see the children that survived. Over the next three years, you will see history rewrite itself without a pen. To Hauraki Waikato, I am your service in and outside of Parliament. I will die for you in these chambers, but I will live for you outside these four walls. To our Mokopuna, they can attack me, but I will not let them attack you. Our first words we spoke in this house was an oath to you. End quote. Back over the summer when Time Magazine asked her, are you concerned about a rising trend in Oceania against indigenous people? She answered, quote, absolutely, definitely concerned, definitely fearful of our rights as indigenous people, like our aboriginal Huanau. That was and always will be indigenous land over there. I'm concerned for us here in Aotearoa with a potential referendum on our treaty. Concerned for Huanau on the island of Tuvalo that's going to be underwater. Concerned about different indigenous cultures all the way to Palestine. I mean, all indigenous cultures are at a great risk. And I think the only hope that we have is our elders teaching us and the next generation being unapologetic around how we still stand up and hold that front line. It's up to all humans, whether they care or not. I think if you care about Maori culture, you have a great appreciation for the way that we look after. Look after our land. We look after our people. We look after our culture and our language. 
We will always look after ourselves and everything surrounding us. So we will always look after others as well. End quote. And that, my friends, is Hannah Rawahiti Maipi Clark, the self-subscribed guardian of the Maori language and the voice of a new generation of voters in New Zealand. To learn more about Hannah Rawahiti Maipi Clark, to see the video that we posted here and the quotes and photos of her, head on over to broadsyoushouldknow.com. While you're there, you can click on over to the About page and read more about me. My bio, photo, links to my cool stuff is all right there. Are you following Broads You Should Know on social yet? We are on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube at Broads You Should Know and Twitter at BYSK Podcast. To suggest a broad, fill out the form on our website or email us at broadsyoushouldknow at gmail.com. If you are a fan of the podcast, the best thing you can do to support us is to share an episode with your friends and family and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Those things really help new listeners to find us. Broads You Should Know is produced by me, Sarah Gorski, and edited by Chloe Skye with original music by Darren Callahan. Finally, if you really enjoyed this amazing story about Hannah Rawahiti might be Clark, then I highly suggest you check out our previous Broads episodes that are similar. You definitely want to check out that episode on Jacinta Ardern, but then of course you also want to check out our Gen Z episodes, Greta Thunberg, Malala, Olivia Juliana, and Fama Mohammed. See you next week for another Broad You Should Know.